everybody, this is straight after the previous episode. This is part B. We're now going to dig into where I left off in the previous one. And I'm going to transition to the first episode in an 11-part series called The Correct Heart Rate Pattern. This is a dedicated tactic that you can use in the real world to be able to outsmart obesity, heart disease, and cancer events. Let me set this up properly. There are 11 episodes to this. You're only gonna get the first episode here in Basecamp Climb. The other 10 episodes are available when you get the Health Lab, or if you get access to our membership portal, either of those two tools. They're the two tools we have. We have our podcast membership portal, and we have a free version, intermediate, and a pro version, and then we have the health lab itself that adds in not just the learning content, but it also adds in the clinically validated health technologies that formulate two-thirds of the health lab. That tool, the box that you get to absolutely drive down your risk of the number one and number two cause of sickness, disease, and death, and what we call all-cause mortality. So let's do this transition right now into an episode I've recorded previously called The Correct Heart Rate Pattern out of the health lab and the membership portal, but here available for you in Basecamp Climb to get you understanding this tactic in week number two, where we're looking at from strategies and tactics. Here we go. Back in 1989, aged just 46 years old, we had no idea, he had no idea of precursor conditions that were growing inside his body as a result of the lack of the correct dose of physical activity. Massive part to play in his cardiovascular event, his heart attack that took his life. Cardiovascular events can is a whole range of things, not just heart attack and stroke, which is commonly held idea. The second leading cause of sickness and death are cancer events. About 16 million people worldwide will have a cancer event, and very sadly, and sidishly almost, 8 million of those will pass away in the year they get diagnosed with cancer. And the horrendous thing is my mother died of a cancer event. In fact, from the time that we found out to the time of her passing, and this is just, I can believe it, seven days. That's why I'm so driven by health. And as I've gotten older in my career, I've now been involved in my career of health and physical activity and teaching for 34 years and taught about 32,000 lessons in that time period between both the subjects of health and physical activity. The title of today's episode, The Correct Heart Rate Pattern Matters for Health. I'm going to break this up into two or three or four mini episodes. So we're going to finish this off in about seven minutes or less for today's episode and pick up the theme of it in tomorrow's episode as well. Let me start by saying I have invested the last decade of my life working with over 100 PhDs in their medical research and directly interviewing them and collaborating with some of them on different projects. PhDs in things like exercise physiology, cardiology, the collaboration with an open heart surgeon here in Sydney, um, Dr. Hugh Wolford, and what an amazing man he was in terms of what he was able to tell me. Um, uh, not just exercise physiologists, childhood physical activity researchers, pediatricians, cognitive neuroscience, public health. The list goes on from people all over the planet. The one 
that in the past decade that I have been most captured by, have the most interest in, is Professor Ulrich Wisloff from the country of Norway. There are episodes here within the Daily Drop series. We're up to episode number 105, so somewhere back before today's episode, of a snippet of my interview with him that I did. You get the full interview and the full flavor of what I did with Dr. Wisloff in my flagship mini-series, The Art of War Against Cardiovascular Disease, which is inside my brand new book, and the link is in the show notes for that. But here in today's topic, let's get straight into it. The correct heart rate pattern matters for health. There are two types of people listening to this. People who want to improve their personal physical health status, so you're listening to it for you, and there are people who are influencers have some role in educating or inspiring others to become more physically healthy. If you're the second one of those people, sometimes the first, you're more interested in learning the science behind what is the correct heart rate pattern that matters for health outcomes. So let me start describing it to you. Professor Wisloff, and he leads a team at the Norwegian University of Technology, Science and Technology, And he leads a team up there in Norway of 55 researchers. He is the chief chief medical officer, but he is the person that is the lead professor of that unit in Norway. Where the information comes from is the world's largest, for today's episode and the next two or three, the world's largest heart study called the Hunt Study in Norway. 45,000 people and their heart rate data, so their heart rate patterns. So whether it's a, if you've never seen a heart rate pattern, it's the graph that comes as a result of you wearing your watch, and then you look at the heart rate graph on some kind of app or some kind of laptop, tablet, or desktop software, and it shows you a heart rate pattern. Now, I'm here to tell you that looking at one graph on one exercise session Even looking at, and this is really important for those of you who know what I'm going to talk about, even looking at the zones, the red zone, the yellow zone, and the blue zone, even looking at zone heart rates, does not tell you the health impact. Now, this is phenomenal, and this is why I'm leading completely back, leaning back into the work from Dr. Wisloff, or Professor Wisloff. He is a doctor. He's a PhD in exercise physiology and works in the field of the impact of physical activity on cardiology, the leading cause of sickness and death. We'll get to that in just a moment. So what is the, right out of the gate, what is the correct heart rate pattern that matters for health? Now, when I spoke to Dr. Wisloff in my interview with him, which the full, I said the full interview is in the book, the link in the show notes. When I spoke with him, he said to me that there are so many biometrics available in software, but very few of them, if any, have been clinically validated to prove this, that if you use steps, calories, heart rate graph, zones, that whatever you're reading has not been clinically validated to show real-time health adaptations physiologically and molecularly happening inside your body. And he said, that's the great problem. When we were talking, he said, you can look at a graph, a heart rate graph, but how do you know what that means 
in terms of improving your health outcomes. So the graph that you might look at, the heart rate graph that you might look at. Now, I'll distinguish not for sports performance, purely for health outcomes. How do you determine determine if the graph that you're looking at for you or how do you teach to other people the heart rate graph that they're looking at for them is actually improving their health? And I'll talk more about in tomorrow's episode why the red zone, yellow zone, and blue zone, that is not telling you anywhere near enough about your health adaptations over a seven-day period, a four-week period, or a meaning a month, or a year period. Because here's what I mean by the last part of the title of this episode, the word health. So the correct heart rate patterns matter, that matters, that does matter for health. Looking at your heart rate doesn't tell you anything. Looking at the zones doesn't tell you anything. Looking at steps taken, calories, distance, speed, they can be used as an indicator of performance, but not for health. Here's why. Physical activity causes molecular changes inside the human body. We have episodes about it in the daily drop. It also causes physiological changes inside the human body. For example, if I said to you, how does physical activity make molecular, sorry, physiological changes to your blood pressure? Would you know the answer? Well, we've got some episodes back on in previous episodes of this that I go through the answer. If I said to you, how does physical activity improve the skin on the inside of your artery called the endothelial tissue? And then why is that important towards having a lower risk of a cardiovascular event or a cancer event? So what I'm sharing with you is that you have to be able to take and flip a heart rate pattern into something called a health impact score. And that health impact score is a real-time reflection of the health adaptations that happened inside your body that specific day. And then when it comes to the next day, are you able to link the previous day to the next day? When it comes to the third day of physical activity, or maybe you skip the third day because you just didn't get time and you do it the fourth day, how do you know if the previous two days in that week contributed enough health adaptations at the physiological and molecular level to drive down your risk of a cardiovascular event and a cancer event? Because that's the focus of the new science of physical health is take driving down the risk of the two biggest causes of sickness and death. And then those, if you do that, it has a cascading effect down to other conditions. So that's why we concentrate on that. That's why I've decided to do that. So going back to it, if you have a seven-day period of physical activity, we call it a rolling seven days, how do you know if your heart rate pattern, which is the true reflection of what are real-time health adaptations? That's the only true reflection of physiological and molecular health adaptations that drive down your risk of the leading cause of sickness and death, leading two causes, cardiovascular events and cancer events. Does it make sense? So how do you know? And looking at the pattern, you cannot know. 
Because what you have to do, and I'm going to finish today's episode here and then pick it up tomorrow's episode. What you have to do is be able to understand how to link consecutive days together over a rolling seven days to add up all the heart rate patterns and understand whether or not they, for you specifically, personally calibrated to you, have they caused enough health adaptations? Or have you been thinking that you've done enough physical activity, but it actually hasn't caused enough health adaptations? Does that make sense with that question? You cannot do that by looking at a heart rate pattern. You cannot do that by looking at the correct, the, what we call the time spent in the red heart rate zone, the yellow heart rate zone, or the blue heart rate zone. I used to think that until I got with Professor Wisloff, who expanded my mind about 45,000 people they studied at the Hunt study, they pulled out their heart rate data. They looked at the ones that got disease, the ones that didn't get disease, massive study, and pulled together what, how do you, out of all that heart rate data from those 45,000 people, how do you make a health impact score that is provably going to, clinically going to reduce your risk of, dramatically reduce your risk of a cardiovascular event. So that's the introduction because this only, how many minutes have we been going for here at this point in time? Around about 13 minutes. This is the introduction. I'm going to finish here. I've gone over time in this episode already. We're going to finish this episode here and in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to talk to you specifically about linking a whole seven days of heart rate patterns together so that they get converted into a health impact score, which is a true reflection of the health adaptations in real time inside the human body. It's fascinating. I love this topic. I love this topic. I'm so captured by the, obsessed with it. That's probably a better word. I'm so obsessed with it. The content for today's episode and the next few episodes is all inside my head. I've got no notes in front of me because I really am passionate about this and I love this topic. Thank you for joining me at this episode today of the correct heart rate pattern for health and how it matters. And we've only introduced you to it. We're going to dive into it tomorrow more about how you're going to link them together, consecutive days, or maybe you exercise just two days a week. Have you done enough? What? How do you tell whether your heart rate pattern's done that? We'll talk about that more tomorrow when we get into how the data from Professor Wisloff and his team and the software that's been put together is not just on 45,000. And then they took it outside those people from the Hunt study and have worldwide cross-validated it with over 730,000 people. It is mind-expanding. Okay, that's it. That's the finish of episode number one where I have introduced people to this tactic called correct feedback and the correct heart rate pattern. There's 10 more episodes. How you get a hold of them is is through these two offers or two opportunities. If you haven't done so already, if you're listening to this and you've done so, fantastic. There is a brand new podcast membership portal. There's the free version, there's the intermediate version, and then there's the pro version. You can go to a link inside the notes attached to this audio and get a hold of that uh, the membership portal. If you're interested in getting, in addition to that, two clinically validated health technologies which will track the correct heart rate pattern 
and tell you in real time on a daily basis if you've lowered your risk from a cardiovascular event to the maximum amount. It's clinically validated. And if you want to also get the other clinically validated health technology, which is measuring the amount of carbon dioxide that comes out of your mouth to tell you whether your body is burning fats as a fuel source or whether your body is burning carbohydrates as a fuel source. And then on top of that, get coached on a nutrition plan on a daily basis that updates daily. Once again, in what I call real time. So you can go and get specific tactics, the things you must do to arrive at a point where you are classified as being medically, physically healthy and at the lowest possible possible risk from obesity, from heart disease and from cancer events. Thanks for joining me this episode. In the last episode of week two of Basecamp Climb, I'm going to give you an outline of all the frameworks, all the strategies and all the tactics that belong inside the that are available and belong inside the membership portal for the podcast and also the health lab itself. Thanks, everybody. It's been fantastic sharing. Bye for now.